everybody to the podcast where we explain people. I want to thank you for taking time today to listen in and learn a little more about your fellow human beings in all their shapes and colors. I'm Master Coach Kim Giles, and I have Sarah Henderson with me today. I'm so happy, Sarah, especially that you would join me for this episode, since this one's kind of for you. Oh, I'm so grateful. Thank you, Kim. I'm so excited about this episode. Um, On today's show, we're going to start diving into the shapes. And this is a the beginning of a series of 12 podcasts. We're going to talk about each of the shapes, but I'm really excited for today's because we're going to talk about my shape and I am an octagon. And you're probably maybe wondering, how did I figure out or how did I know? How do I know I'm an octagon? Well, I'm an octagon because I took the quiz. Kim, do you want to tell everybody about the 12 shapes quiz? Yeah, so you can go to the website 12shapes.com and you'll see a button to take the quiz. You can also go to your URL bar and just type app.12shapes.com and that will take you into the quiz too. And, And it's not long. It's actually kind of a short test, don't you think? It is very short and I have shared it with a bunch of people and everybody that takes it says, oh my gosh, that is so me. Because at the end, it gives you a little video and tells you about your shape and tells you about your balance state and your unbalanced state. And it is just so accurate. Everyone's like, wow, I can't believe that. It's so fun. It is fun. And I want to have everybody also keep in mind, once you take the quiz and find your shape, you can invite everybody you know, your friends and your family, but do it from inside the app. Use the friends button. And it will send them an an email or a text, whatever social media link, whatever you choose. And when they take the quiz and find their shape, that will show up in your friends list. And that's That's really the magic of this program is when you click on each of those friends, it's going to tell you about their shape and your shape, how you're the same, how you're different, and give you at least four videos on how to get along with them better. Yeah. And it's not stressful. And it's not like, Hey, you say to your friend, I think, I think you have a problem here. Take this quiz so I can figure, figure you out. No, it's really fun. Like, it's just kind of a fun thing to do. I've been able to share it with people and they're like, that was awesome. And it's a fun, easy thing to do to kind of develop and build those relationships. So. Well, people are kind of into like those Facebook quizzes right now. Right. Right. I mean, I always do. I want to know which Harry Potter character I am. Right. We need to do that. So let's talk about octagons then today. I'm so excited. Let's get started with octagons. All right. Well, first I want to tell you, you're in good company, Sarah. There are some truly amazing people that are octagons. And the top of that list for me is Oprah. Oprah Winfrey? Yes. She is an octagon. Oh, that's amazing. amazing. I'm going to give you a list of some other stars. Tom Cruise is an octagon. Howard Stern, George Clooney, Angelina Jolie, Hugh Jackman, Steven Spielberg, Robert Downey Jr., Samuel Jackson, and Sigourney Weaver. And I have people ask all the time, okay, how do you know that? Because these people haven't taken the quiz. Right. That's what, that was my next question. (laughs) What makes these guys octagons? So all I can tell you is that, you know, I know some things about them, especially like Oprah. We kind of know what she's all about and what she does. But I've gone in and watched some interviews with all of these people. And based on their interviews and watching the way they 
talk and the things they, they're interested in and, and talk about, I've been able to profile them. Wow. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. But as we go through telling you a little bit about octagons, I want you to keep okra in mind because she's such a good example of a very balanced octagon and just the potential there. Because octagons are amazing, literally. Now, I'm not saying you're better than any other shape because we've covered this. All the shapes have the same value. And we all have amazing parts to who we are, and we all have that unbalanced side. Sarah, just talk for a minute. You didn't like reading the unbalanced side of the octagon, but you kind of realized and came to some peace about it. Tell me about that. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just so easier to define or find people's shape sometimes, as you've said before, based on their, their bad behavior. Um, and that was, that was definitely true for me. I became to the realization that, oh yeah, that, that maybe is what happens to me when, when I get unbalanced. And I really have, uh, I looked, when I look at some of the things that are unbalanced about an, an octagon, victim mode is my mode. When I get overwhelmed or I feel like I'm being mistreated, I just go right into victim mode and um, shut down and get grumpy. And But now I can recognize that and knowing that makes me able to respond to that feeling instead of react badly to those things. So, yeah. You know, I think one of the things that kind of makes 12 Shapes different is the fact that we do give you the unbalanced side. I think a lot of personality tests out there just kind of tell you these are these are your strengths. And right. everybody, everybody they, loves to hear, right? <laughs> yeah. But what you need to hear is the unbalanced side. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's talk about the balanced side of octagons. Octagons are amazingly responsible. And I mean, they get stuff done. You give them a, a job, they're going to do it, and they're going to do it really well. I find most octagons are really smart. They can learn to do anything they want to learn to do and end up being good at it. Octagons are very intuitive, and we see some of this with Oprah in some of the spiritual kind of stuff that she does. I've met a lot of octagons who have some pretty serious spiritual gifts. I've met octagons that are kind of psychic or that are really sensitive to energy and they can kind of read the energy and in, in people in the room. And that's, as a matter of fact, one question I often ask somebody if I think they might be an octagon is how sensitive are you to energy? And do you ever feel like you're so intuitive that you just know things that nobody else picks up on? Because most octagons do have some gifts like that. They're, I would say, yeah. I would say I feel like I am very sensitive to nature and things around like my definitely my bucket gets more full when I'm outdoors and I'm doing things that have to do with nature. I love studying nature. I'm a scientist. So that for me is where I really feel like that comes in. But I also do feel like I can read people like kind of understand them a little better, maybe more than other people are. And I and it's not that I feel like I have more intuition than anyone else, but I listen to my intuition a little more, I think. So. Wow. Okay. A lot of octagons are very cause driven too. Most feel like they need a bigger purpose to like make a difference in the world. And I think you kind of have that too. Oh my gosh. That's just funny. It's so accurate. Yes. I am a big, like we said, I'm all about saving the planet. So that's my cause. Right. And we definitely can see that in Oprah. There's also a confidence level 
octagons are pretty confident and they really believe that they can make a difference in the world where a lot of people want to but octagons really feel kind of confident that they can yes absolutely that's cool they're decisive they're good at making big decisions and i think part of it is because you're in tune with the intuition that you can kind of feel your way through what the right paths are you're very loyal you're yeah, again, I want to say spiritual. A lot of octagons, it's not just energy, but they can kind of be drawn to spiritual things. I was thinking when I realized Tom Cruise was uh, mm. an octagon, that he's kind of got that. And George Clooney, a lot of those actors I mentioned are kind of involved in politics. Like they want to have a voice when it comes to politics and issues that they believe in. Can you see some of that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Sigourney Weaver, that's one I saw there. She, she definitely is. And I think uh, Oprah is very much, very, very much an influencer. She's sharing her knowledge with everyone, right? So even giving her opinion, maybe sometimes when it's not really asked for, but that is, I can definitely see that in Oprah. Yeah, that's her thing. Huh? And I think if we had to pick one word that really nailed what octagons are about, influence and being an influencer is definitely would be that word for me. Yeah, one thing we haven't mentioned here is um, being a connector. I think um, on the on the video on the quiz it said you are a connector. You connect things, and I realize that in myself. I always can look at things and go, oh, you need to meet this person. Oh, this piece is missing from here, and I feel like I am always I'm constantly making connections, and that resonated with me, and that made me really excited about kind of my purpose. What, what am I, what can I do here? What's my gift? And that I really feel like as an, as an octagon, that's my gift is to connect people and things to the right place. Yeah. You guys are master networkers and you manage huge numbers of friends and followers and you you connect and stay in touch and, and you're an amazing friend. I like can have a couple really good friends that I can maintain those relationships but I'm always in awe of just how many people you can stay connected with. Well, that's because we're on the people line, right? That's, yes. that's where we find our value is by having all those um, relationships and those connections with people. Yeah. So I, I'm a member of the National Speakers Association. And when I go to those meetings, I sit there and go, okay, 80% or 90% of people in that room are all octagons. Right, right. But that all goes together, right? You need these traits in order to, you have to be a little bit confident. You have to be a little bit willing to go big. You have to be a little bit cause driven. You have to be able to network with people in order to accomplish the things that you think you want to go. It's so funny how it all just goes together. All those skills make up this, this shape. Yeah, you know, sometimes they're seen as a little bit arrogant, especially if they, they get out of balance. But I always think, you know what, it takes that much confidence to step up and make that big of a difference in the world. You wouldn't have the confidence to do those things if that wasn't there. Yes, absolutely. I think that's true. But we do have to be careful, right? Because um, like I said, some of my bad behavior really came out. I was like, oh, I don't do that. Oh, I totally do that. Giving opinions when they're not asked for. Um, trying to help people that don't think they need help. You can, <laughs> yeah. you can get yourself into trouble. Okay, so let's get into the unbalanced side. But I'm gonna, I want to say, first of all, 
we're not saying if you're an octagon, you're like this all the time. We're saying you could have a subconscious tendency to go here if you get unbalanced. And even though your fear of failure or fear of loss dominant, you still have some fear of failure in play. So right? when you say subconscious, are you talking about just like some of our, our, our patterns, some of our ruts in our mind about the way things, the way we always approach things? Is that what you mean by subconscious? Yeah, so I believe that we've been creating this set of policies and procedures in our subconscious mind our whole life. So as a small child, like we wanted love, we wanted attention. So we tried things and whatever worked, we locked that in. Okay, here's a good procedure. When I played vic like a victim and went and cried in my room, someone would come and tend to me and give me a hug and make me feel better. And so now, even as an adult, you'll start that behavior without even realizing consciously you're doing it, that you're, you've just withdrawn and you're, you know, you're acting kind of sad and down because that's, that is the strategy you learned. Okay. Your face. I, I love it. It's so funny. I do it today. Not when I'm a child. I, I do it today. I get bummed out. I storm away and wait for someone to come and tell me I'm okay. So but I, now that I've had this program in my life, I can recognize, oh, I'm doing it and take a breath and come out of it without having to have someone to come and pat me on the back and tell me I'm okay. Yeah. So this is the cool part is you can't change something until you become really conscious that you're doing it, right? Then you've Absolutely. got some choice to actually choose to act differently, but it requires a lot of mindfulness. So you guys, as we explain the unbalanced side of an octagon, it, it's such a good chance to just, you know, I need to just check myself and watch and see like you have totally done that. Yeah, it's been eye-opening for sure. Okay, so I'm going to give you kind of two degrees of unbalance. And I think we need to do this more often because if you're a little bit unbalanced, you know, you can go into the victim mode the way you described it. A lot of octagons become a little bit controlling because they kind of need everything to be the way they need it to be in order to feel safe in the world again. And when fear of loss has been triggered, especially, that control will, will kind of come out. The opinionated, I think, can come out with fear of loss, but it can also come out with some fear of failure in proving that you know a lot and that you have a lot to offer in the world. So you've got to share it to show that you do have something to offer and that you're valuable. Yes, and that my thoughts are important. I, again, it's like what I think is important, I think should be important to everybody. And maybe it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Usually it's not. <laughs> Octagons can get jealous. And I put disagreeable, but you decide, you used a word the other day. I don't know if it was snarky or gr grumpy. <laughs> Grumpy. Yeah. Oh, disagreeable. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Moody. I just get really moody and yeah, for sure. Definitely can show up. And I've got critical on the list, but I realize you don't often see it as being critical. You see it as being helpful. Um, but I, <laughs> for sure. I never think I'm critical. That seems harsh. <laughs> right? But the problem is, as long as you don't see that it's being taken as criticism, you won't realize that it needs to change. So, oh, yeah, that's a big one. It kind of is. So I had I knew someone a few years ago who was kind of an out of balance octagon. 
And every time I saw her, she would say, oh, you should really tuck your shirt in. You'd look a lot better if you had your shirt tucked in. Or she'd come to my house and say, you know, this room would look a lot better painted a different color. You ought to think about this color. And triggered, I, triggered, right? <laughs> right? But I knew she's trying to be helpful, but becoming aware of how it's coming across to other people is the key. Okay, good to know. Okay, now, all of us have the potential to get really unbalanced, to be, you know, at our very worst. And we don't go here very often, but if we do go here, I want to kind of give you some ideas of what an octagon can look like. And partly because I want you to recognize if you've got somebody in your life that's causing issues and hard to live with or hard to deal with, I want you to be able to recognize that they're, they might be a really out of balance octagon. So we will see more arrogance and kind of a know-it-all like, I really do know more than the rest of you. And so let me set you all straight to some degree. The victim mode can get to where it's got a lot of anger under the surface and a lot of negativity. Uh, I've met some really out of balance octagons that in any situation, they will see every problem. They can immediately go to all the negative. Hmm. Okay. Okay. In that state, because they feel like they know more than the rest of us, they're not very teachable or open to other points of view because they already know what's right. They already know the right way. We can see them get suspicious and I, it's kind of a just distrustful of people. And then it's kind of the victim mode again, where I got to watch out because people will take from me. Right. Yeah. I, I'm just thinking of some examples where really, again, it's about my opinion. I really want my opinion to be valued. And, and if it's not, that's where all these things are triggered. I do, I can get angry and definitely suspicious and all of these things. So this is really good. Confrontational at all? Oh, I can be. (laughs) (laughs) If triggered in the right way. Yeah. I have seen some octagons who, when they were insulted, and it wasn't a big insult, but it didn't take a big insult to mm. really unseat them and get them very confrontational. You're, you're going to go there, then I'm going to go there. Let me show you. I'll end up on top of this. Right. Um, which I think a lot of us do, right? We get triggered when we're attacked. That's, that's a pretty human thing. Yes. Okay. So does it still, is, is it a little bothersome going over that list? Totally. Like, yeah, it's kind of, it's a little bothersome. I just think it's really, it's informative, Kim. It just tells me about myself and when helps me recognize when I'm feeling that way or that in that state, I can stop and go, oh, I'm out of balance right now. Why am I out of balance? Oh, this person, this situation is really triggering me. How can I approach it differently? Maybe I can take a walk, whatever I need to do, but just recognizing that those things aren't me per se. They're just me out of balance. And I know I don't want to be there and I can take some steps to go a different direction. So let me ask you if this language feels a little bit better, that it's not you, it's ego, it's your ego. And ego's job is to protect you, promote you, take care of you. Really the ego has nothing but good intentions. The problem is that the way it urges you to behave to protect yourself is often damaging to relationships. And by the way, what I just said, all of that applies to every shape. When we're out of balance, ego steps up to protect us. Oh, I love that language because 
ego to me has always been like a negative thing. Like, oh, that person has a big ego or whatever. But what you're saying is it's not necessarily a terrible thing to have an ego at all. We all have an ego, an ego, and we need to just recognize when it's maybe screaming at us a little bit. Yeah. So if you get triggered, someone insults you or somebody takes from you, an ego immediately shows up to defend. Gotcha. To protect you from these people, make sure your needs are met. And what comes across to the rest of us is, oh my gosh, you know, mean and angry and, and all that stuff. But it's just ego trying to protect you. So one thing I, I like to do is recognize, oh my gosh, ego wants to rip their head off and feed it to them. <laughs> I thank it. I say, oh, thank you, ego, for wanting to protect me. That's so great that you wanted to stand up. But you know what? I'm okay. I'm actually safer than you realize. My value's not attached to any of this. I have the same value as everybody else, no matter what. And this is just a perfect classroom experience and a chance to learn something. So thanks for the help, but I got it. All of that just felt like a big smooth over. And I loved that, like, cause it's like ruffled feathers. And then you're like, no, I got this. My value is not impacted by this. I'm smoothing everything down. And I, I love that. It just smooths it. Yeah, it does. Okay. So I wanted to say, as we talk about each shape, I, I've got kind of a list of some things that I like to work on with each of the shapes. So there's four things when I have an octagon client that I think are, are useful to just work on. So the first one is recognizing the times that you're trying to be helpful, but it's actually being critical of other people. And I think that's probably one of the, the number one things. Yeah. Okay recognize that because the more you can be aware of it, then you can, you know, stop your ego from going there. The second one is recognizing your tendency to talk a lot, maybe sometimes even sort of dominate conversations and sometimes see themselves as better or above other people. Now, keep in mind, octagons really want to be recognized for all their gifts and talents and how smart you are. Like you said, those opinions. Right. Right. Definitely. I think one thing I've had to work on is being a better listener. I do love to dominate a conversation and I've walked away from conversations going, wow, I didn't really let the other person even talk. Um, so just being stopping and just closing my mouth and opening my ears and just listening. And that's, that's good advice right there. Yeah. Okay. The next one was being humble enough to be teachable and Especially, you know, if you get in an argument with someone, your ego just wants to win it and be right. But there is something you could learn from this other person with a different perspective. And being able to have ego set aside and really look at other people's perspectives and being open would be really big. Yeah, absolutely. I can see that. And then the last one is teaching an octagon to really access their love and desire to make a difference in the world and use all these amazing gifts to really shine and really do some great things in the world. And the truth is that because you're on the people line, you love people and you want to help people. And the more that you can tune into that, the better that you'll do. And I think, I look at Oprah, this is the magic that she's been able to find. How could she use her gifts of intelligence, 
and responsibility and love for other human beings to really make a difference. And boy, she's done it. Absolutely. And I think this is really important where the, the quiz comes in because before I had this knowledge about what I really valued in life, what I really, what filled my bucket was people. It was almost, some people, it was almost seemed like as a negative, like, well, you'd prefer to be with people than clean your house. Well, yeah. So it was seen, I saw myself as a little bit flighty because I, I left things maybe that shouldn't go unattended for connecting with people. But once I realized that was me and that was my talent, I was able to see that as something great and I could move forward with it and really, and really make that difference. So the quiz is really important for you to get back there and understand what your values are and, and really appreciate them and honor them. You know, I always tell people, you need to take the quiz and find out your shape so you'll know, you'll know where you can shine or yes. you'll know what your magic is. Absolutely. Because it has some magic. Every shape has magic. Yes, I love that. It's just in different areas and different ways. Yes, so we, very cool. We want octagons to really grab on to their ability to build networks, to connect with lots of people, build great relationships, and use their intelligence to really make a difference and be ambitious and hardworking and creative. Use all those talents. Another thing I'd like to do as we talk about each of the 12 shapes is talk a little bit about what careers each of the shapes would be the happiest in. And I always tell octagons, you actually want to find a career where you can kind of shine and be a leader or be the center of attention like a speaker or an influencer. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't, yeah, you don't necessarily have to be high in the public eye, right? I mean, like some of these other ones, of course, we talked about some of like the Angelina Jolie's of the world, um, but just being, uh, using your knowledge uh, and whatever your major passions are and focusing on those and growing them, that's still being the center of attention and, and shining for people and using your gifts to make connections, yes. So, you know, I think somebody has to be the one on the stage who's sharing their wisdom with the world or putting on a TV show. We need those people in the world. And not a lot of the other shapes have the confidence and the gifts for networking and the gifts to influence others. I mean, you're perfectly built though for that kind of thing. Yeah, I love it. And I kind of thought everybody was, honestly. And this has opened my eyes that there's a lot of people that aren't because they're very busy doing what they are really good at. They're not really good at this, so they don't love it. Uh, so, but they're very good at other things that make their shape amazing. And that's what they should do, because it feels good. It does. The other thing I always tell Octagons is find a career where you're not gonna be micromanaged, where you've got freedom and autonomy to do things the way you think they should be done. Because if you're in a position where someone else is dictating how you're working and what you're doing, It'll drive you crazy. You guys are, are too independent for that. Boy, that's for sure. And I also find myself, I struggle with really minute tasks or things that are kind of really need to be done. They're really important, itemizing things. And, but I put those off to be the very last thing that I do. I would much rather make phone calls and connect with 
my clients and my customers than I would deal with a spreadsheet, right? And now that makes sense to me and I don't beat myself up about that anymore. Cause I used to be, oh, I really need to do that. I can recognize, okay, that's not my favorite thing to do, but I need to take care of it. I love it. I think octagons really also want to be the leader as much as possible, not the follower. You just do better being the leader and influencing all these people. Often octagons end up being what I call thought leaders. You know what I mean by that term? I, I do. And I, I see that in myself a little bit, but it, it seems so broad. And, you know, we talked about a little bit in my career, I'm just the thought leader a little bit in my little realm. I'm not a thought leader on the planet for say, per se, just you're a thought leader in what you're into. So whether you're into like robotics or you're into like music or you're into whatever you're into, you're the thought leader in your realm, right? In your group. Is that what you mean? Yeah. I, you'll be happiest if you've got some kind of position like that and you can see the leader in it, right? Yeah. Having a chance to be in a career where you do give advice because you guys like to give advice. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes we're just sharing knowledge that we think the whole world needs to have. Right. I always see it as that. Like, it's not that I know everything. It's that I know something that I want to share with you. And that's a true leader, right? Is not trying to manage you and make you do something, but, you know, giving, guiding you and giving you the option. Hey, what about this? You know, throwing it out there and not being afraid to throw something crazy out of the box out there in front of other people. Yeah, absolutely. You guys make good teachers for that reason. You're good at, you're good at helping people. But I have to tell you, so many octagons that I meet tell me I've had this feeling down deep in my gut my whole life that I've, I'm supposed to do something really big. And I'm, I'm supposed to just change the world and do it. And I, I don't know if our octagons that are listening to the show will resonate with that, but I'm, I would bet that you know what I'm talking about, that there's something in you that tells you you can do, you've got the capacity to do something big. And I would just say, if you ever feel that, honor, honor that. Because absolutely, that's the best advice right there is that it may change over time. Like you may have this deep feeling that you need to do something, but once that comes and you're onto something else, you may have a different feeling of something that you, that you need to do and you want to be part of and that you want to honor. But definitely if you, if you're having the feeling and you're having the thoughts, then I truly think that you can right? that you're having the thoughts and the feelings because you can, and you totally should honor that. Yeah. You've, you've got to, because that's part of your magic. Absolutely. So I am so grateful for all the time that we spent on octagons today. I feel a little guilty that we got to spend that much time talking about my shape. I'm very excited. So uh, when are we going to cover your shape, Kim? I know. I'm <laughs> telling everybody, as soon as you saw the unbalanced stuff we were going to talk about, she, she emails me, we're doing arrows next. We're I just got to keep it here. <laughs> But we are. We're going to talk about all of them. I think I'm, we're going to do all the people row shapes. Together. Okay. That makes sense. So then next up will be um, circles and hearts. They're both people. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I am looking forward to that as well. And let me just tell everybody, if you want to learn more and you can't wait for the show, go to 12shapes.com. There's a learn about the shapes 
you can watch some videos and and get involved and if you're an octagon get on facebook and join our octagon facebook group so that you can meet your people meet your peeps yes that's awesome and if you want to find out if you are an octagon you have to go to 12shapes.com and take the quiz that is the best place to go and learn about what um, your values are and what your fears are. There's a little um, diagram in there that kind of shows you where you fall based on your shape, what your fears are and what you value. And it's just totally amazing. It's made such a huge impact in my life. I'm so grateful for it. Thank you, Kim. We just want to thank everybody for listening today. And we hope you really got some, some good nuggets of knowledge there. And we hope that you can use that information to improve your relationships because when you know better, you can do better. Join us again next week for more Explain People.